Betty. <laughs> Dog is with me. Betty. Yay. Um, so we need to bring our pajamas. Oh, nice. I'm in my pajamas anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, that's, that's pretty good. So, yeah. <laughs> and I have rented this movie now enough times to buy it three times. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, oh, the perfect 10. No, yeah. Nice. The perfect 10 is crazy. Makes me <laughs> Oh, hey, we're getting there. I can't wait. You are going to see me become so animated for that episode. I know. Because I want to talk about... Just the way that we're going to follow these kids on Elm Street in their life, you know? Uh, because it's the best. I, I just, I'm such a sucker for continuity. I know you are. I'm such a sucker for that. I just like to get drawn in, you know? Like, I, I also think it's such a good strategy. Kind of like the Savini thing, you know? Like, yes. if, you're not, if you're not like the strong one-off, like the part one, then I think continuity only helps. Oh, I know. I think so too. Like like Michael Myers Thorn Cult stuff. I mean, obviously, you know, there it's kind of silly in in one way. Yeah. But it, it really helps. Like the four, five, and six have some meaning. I think. I think so. Aside from yeah. Jacob. Oh, Jacob. Oh, you love no. Jacob. Oh gosh, that's right. I I'd repress Jacob. Yeah, every time. I, I literally forget about him every time. I know, because he's that bad. He's horrible. He's probably, like, top three worst things in Slashers. Ooh, so it's going to be Tina, Jacob, and... Tina, Jacob, and um, we already have a couple in the Friday the 13th series. <sighs> so, well, this is a totally different category, but you know the redhead? Which redhead? In part two. Oh, the he's, nerd. He's like the, the anti-Tina. Like, for, he pushes my buttons so hard. The just, nerd, though? Yeah, he makes me laugh really hard. Well, I don't know. Are we thinking of the guy at the beginning, right? Who played the prank? Yes. Yeah, he, so he's also the jokester. Yeah, that's right. He's that weird thing where he's in the group, even though he wouldn't really be. Yeah, and, and he's, like, actually prominent in the group. And he survives because he's, and he's an authority figure at the camp. But he he's survives. Like, okay, hey guys, let's do this. Yeah, he survives. He had the bar pass. Dang, that sucks. He had the bar pass. It's so weird. But but I can't I can't look at him without cracking up laughing. <laughs> There's something about that human being that tickles. So I get Penny? tickled. Oh my gosh, Penny just scooted in here. All three of the chicks in Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. I could oh really gosh. take or leave, but... Hey, Penny is attacking. Hi, you. Penny! Heck yeah. <laughs> oh, do you Do you know that that song has completely irrational lyrics? Oh, I love it. Do you remember making fun of the lyrics? <laughs> yes. It's like a heart attack on a one-way street. I never understood that. It's like a heart attack on a one-way street. Like what? Oh my God, I know. And she's saying it passionately. 
<sighs> that is so funny. Complete nonsense line. It's really fun. It is really fun. But when she builds up to the cadence, though, gotta run, gotta hide. Said I'm running. Running. Yeah, Are you kidding that me? Is I know. So good. She could have made it. She could have made it, honestly. Uh... <laughs> oh, that's right. What am I doing? I forgot. I forgot. Oh my god. Oh my god. I forgot you're a Kirsten fashion. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. That's right. See, we haven't even gotten into the territory of different actors. I know. And you that's like part four. That's a can of worms and yeah, I prefer part four. No sure. way. No way. Kirsten? Well, no. here's the thing. You you know that I would. So, I mean, it's pretty obvious. But um, part three, Kirsten, is really cool. So it's not like, I don't think it's a big difference for me. I, I really just think the song kind of throws me for a loop. I know. It's so good. And then knowing it's her, it's kind of fun to, like, watch her just acting, knowing she can also sing. I know. That's really cool because music and all that. And then also, um, I really have to tell you, her performance has something that I've seen a few times in other movies, but there's no description for it. It's her muted. Presence. I know. It's, it's unbelievable. You love it. It's like that Vicodin style of acting. That It is. It really is. Yeah. Uh, we're about to see it big time. We're about to see the originator of that style, Nancy's mom. The Vicodin style of acting, yes. The Vicodin style. Yes, here we go. Okay, and then, um, and then also Nancy has half has a half Vicodin style. Yeah. Uh, she really does, cause she, so which is why it's so funny that they're mother and daughter. Because it's like <gasps> I know. they both have the Vicodin style. The Vicodin style. Isn't that fun to say? The Vicodin style. This, oh, that's so funny. Oh my god, Vicodin the Vicodin style. style. That'll be a thing. Boykin and Stoyle. No. Yeah, oh, that's a thing. It's about to become a thing, this episode. Are you kidding me? The Vicodin style. It's all oh my god, it sounds good. The Vicodin style. Sounds good to you. So let's, <laughs> let's advertise, let's put that in the glossary. Oh, yeah, that's right. Vicodin style. <gasps> Gotta run. Oh, no. Da -na, da -na. Yeah, honestly, I really do like that person, though. Running. Okay, I'm at one second. Oh, I'm not. What are you doing? Um, well, I don't have it up yet. Oh my god, that's so funny. I was I was on a Tuesday night tangent. Oh, of course you were. You know, at the time, she was like the favorite thing I'd ever seen. Um, yeah. At the, like, when I first was into Nightmare 5, I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Oh my god. Like how, you know, a nuclear explosion will happen two feet away from her. Yes. She'll be like, wow, that's some really heavy stuff. To oh, have. my God. Don't you guys think we should run away? That's... Let's run away. That's terrible. Oh, my God. That's so funny. That's that Vicodin style. That's the Vicodin style. I can't believe you like her better. That is so fun to say. Oh. It turns into a vaudeville performer. So, yes, I do 
um, like her better. Is that weird to you? Yeah, boo. I know, because you're such a Kirsten one. Oh, are you kidding me? You're the ultimate one. John Saxon's return. And the bourbon. Okay, the bourbon's the best thing. So that's my favorite one. I bet it is. Yeah, it's 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 all delivery. Yep. It's all. Freddie has that delivery. I know he does. Are you kidding me? You just me? don't know what's coming, and by the time it hits you, you've already been cracking up laughing. Oh my god. He got me. I didn't even want him to get me. I know. That's a hair. Guy just got me. And also, he says the bourbon line in a tuxedo. Oh, I know. <laughs> ah, you love it. You still not there? I'm getting there. Oh my god. I know. God, I love that title picture. Oh my god. Run! Ah! <laughs> I get it. I get it, staff. Oh my god. She does though. But see, that's not for me. Vicodin has to no, it's be not. that it has to be one of the girls that goes. Like Oh! Oh! That is Vicodin has to no, it's be not. that it has to be one of the girls that goes. Like Oh! Oh! That is great. <laughs> I love all of these tangents. Okay, so <laughs> nope, it has to be the 15 milligram Vicodin. <laughs> <laughs> yellow pill no but wow. you know the vacant it has to be balloon like it has to be the vacant vac otherwise like she's not a final girl that kind of nonsense nope oh i know that's completely breaks the rule it breaks the rule but you still like her i do well you're you're giving quite a pass because you're gonna see some very serious half vicodin right now i i know in nancy some very serious She's not half Vicodin. She's I no would, I way. Mean, She's on coke or something. <laughs> she goes back and forth because watch. There are certain scenes. Oh yeah. Um, and I'm not going to point it out because that's all I'll do. But oh, yeah, she's, um, you, you'll see what I mean. She's like the original. Yeah, but then you can't copy. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I I think it's just the fact that she's such a good singer for me. Oh, of course it is. Tuesday night would be your wife. That's, that's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. So, uh, let's see here. I'm gonna say that. Yeah, she's got the song. I know, and we'll have like the war of two Kirsten. Except, doesn't yeah. she go by Kristen in the part four? A massive uh, historical event. Uh, yes, actually, unfortunately, much to my chagrin, she does. Which is the funniest thing ever. Yeah, they really shouldn't do stuff like that. Oh my God. That is so random. So funny. Yeah, so they dropped that ball. I think that's hilarious. What are you gonna bring back? Noonsie? Noonsie? What, a Nancy? Now she's oh a freaking spider? Yay, that'd be amazing. Oh right. my goodness, what is happening? Okay, and also? Nancy's on every drug at one point. That's what it is. She's on every drug. She switches back and forth. Yep. Because remember, they have her uh, drinking espresso at one point. Oh, I know. And she really was. So That's she gets so completely fun. hyper in her face and everything. And then also, sometimes she's uh, like really jittery. Yep. Other times. She's on heroin. She's complete heroin. Complete oh heroin. Yes. I love it. Don't you hear what I'm saying? Right. 
Aren't you worried he's coming to get you? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Watch I love it so face. much. Watch when she's talking and we get her like from a face shot. And, and oh, the way her eyes are and amazing. she's looking at us, like, don't we understand her? I love it so much. And then that's when she talks like oh, this. So and when cute. she gets mad at Johnny, you fucking asshole, oh, we're supposed to stay awake. That's true. That's exactly how she says it, by the way. <laughs> yes, I know. Oh my god, that's this, so this funny. This affected me for years. That's I one of the reasons so I actually love her. You know why? Because this goes along with what? my whole nasal lead singer thing. We're all American. Oh, why did you do that? Yes. Oh, you're going to listen to it now, aren't you? No. Oh, American boy. Oh we're not a troublemaker. We're not a knucklehead. <laughs> Don't like that bonehead look. We like that preppy look instead. We're all American boys. All American boys. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh my God. You like it too. I do, actually. I know. I can tell. Because because that's like, WWF music is the ultimate sweet spot. Um, Are you kidding me? That's I the best part. I do an episode part. on music. Uh, yeah. I was beginning to think there was no one left in Columbus. Oh my god. Yes, we still have to watch that at some point. I know. He looks at the screen and delivers it just like that. Oh my god. That's because so as, you, as you know, Big Bird, uh, in addition to his positive attributes, he has an invisible trench coat. Are you following? <laughs> Are you still there? <laughs> okay. So, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, hello. What? Okay, so. <laughs> oh no. I know. I, I don't know how to recover from. Oh god! Oh no. So anyway, no, it, because he kind of talks like a '50s reporter sometimes. Yes, of course. I was beginning to think there was no one left at Columbus. We have to watch that. Let's do that on a Patreon episode. Oh my god. Big Bird yes, in Japan. All right. So you got wait. your pajamas. Okay, wait. We have to do the intro. <clears throat> yeah, we haven't even started yet. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Ready? Okay. Yes. Welcome to Slashers and Suits. Welcome to Slashers and Suits. Woohoo! Today marks the day. That is my favorite series. Yes. Yes, it does. We are gonna watch A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh my God. I. And excited. This has to be one of the best movies ever, all time. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, no arguments here. It's one of my favorite movies. We've seen it a lot of times, too. Yeah, we have. So we're going to have a lot of fun. We could have gone into it and recorded, but we still watched it in advance just because it's that good. It's that good. And I'm so glad we did because Me I too. like it even more now. I love it. Yeah. I, Freddy's my guy. We know this, but he's my guy. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> it's it's a lot of love for Freddy. Yeah, Freddy's your guy. So that's one of the reasons I was so excited to do this episode because you have always had that love for Freddy. I know. You always have. And your love for Freddy made me love him more. That's so awesome. Yeah, because I saw how much fun you had. <laughs> so and. I gave it a closer look and I was like, man, these movies are pretty cool. They're so much fun. It's the fun yeah. element. Nightmare to me starts 
the fun element because Freddy himself is having so much fun. And it's the yeah. first time that we see that really, you know, some it's pride in his vocation is what we're seeing. <laughs> pride in the vocation. So, I uh, you know, I think that that's something we can learn from old Fred. Definitely. Definitely. So not only is this going to be a great movie in and of itself, but it is going to kickstart the Nightmare on Elm Street series, of which there are six entries, and uh, we're going to be covering them. It's going to be great. Yes, we are. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. Okay, so what did you bring for Nightmare on Elm Street? Well, I thought it might be fitting that I bring my pajamas. Woohoo! So I've got my PJs as this movie is primarily about dreams and the act of dreaming. And a lot of it takes place at night. Mm -hmm. So got my PJs. Nice. I got my PJs, but I've always, I'm always in my PJs. <laughs> <laughs> so that was easy. <laughs> Just didn't, another day. Didn't need to do anything there. <laughs> I love it. But uh, I wish I had a hat like Freddie, but I don't. But I would, I would be wearing that. Um, I do have okay. to say. Oh, wait, you have a hat. Can I put mine on? I'll put okay. mine on if you want. Yeah, you have the hat. You should do it. Okay. All right. So let me update that. So I have my PJs and my fedora. Heck yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so exciting. Um, and then we are going to be introduced to my absolute favorite final girl ever. Yeah. So <laughs> that's going to be really, really fun. We all have so much love for Nancy. Mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. so much love and this whole movie really is quite a spectacular treat it did a lot of things differently yes. and it created its own thing and no matter how many times we see it for some reason we still love it even though we know like every line now we still love I know it. <laughs> yeah because Nancy is the best and introducing Johnny Depp <laughs> introducing Johnny Depp so that's another one so we've seen a lot of these uh, big name actors mm -hmm. get their start in slashers. We started with Kevin Bacon, uh, Tom Hanks. Mm -hmm. We've got Johnny Depp now, Jamie Lee Curtis, of course. Yeah, that's right. And Johnny so, Depp isn't peculiar yet. <laughs> that's right. He's uh, he's just acting like a normal 80s teenager here. Yeah. So it's it's pretty funny. He's just kind of straight man. But yeah, um, I was gonna say two that we have john saxon oh yes correct so we have john saxon making his uh, second appearance mm -hmm. in one of these movies recall that he was a police officer in black christmas mm -hmm. so he's also a police officer here and you mm -hmm. know he's, he's just one of those people that was born to play that role oh my god you know he's, he's, he's perfect. perfect yeah absolutely he is the columbo of slashers He's the Columbo of slashers. And Seriously. he's Nancy's dad. And that's super exciting. And also, so we talked a little bit about this last time, but Nightmare, you really get a group of friends. You get the focus on teenagers and their lives and their home lives, which are usually troubled. You know, it's the 80s. They're latchkey kids. Um, Nancy's parents are divorced. So we see that tension going on. It's good. Yes, there's there's a lot of that. And so that is in a pretty stark contrast to 
what we saw throughout the early 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we've seen several slasher movies thus far where we have teens, but no parents anywhere mm-hmm. and no exploration of home life and actually no personality. Right. So, you know, that started in Friday the 13th. We kind of have these throwaway teenagers. Right. There's really nothing to them. Now, make no mistake, we have given them personality. we have we have given them personality but in and of themselves uh they were trying to play these somewhat vacuous characters Mm -hmm. whereas the nightmare on elm street begins something very important which is that the teenagers actually have personalities they have lives Mm. and they have connections with each other and they're in this together because they're all living on Elm Street, and they're all having experiences with Freddy. And I think that is such an amazing, you know, the use of the dream life and this, the creature of Freddy coming after kids. What an amazing metaphor to bond these these teens together. And, and every teen watching with like, they can relate, they can sense that there's something dark going on in their own lives, you know, things were really messed up. There were actual serial killers on the loose, hunting teens, like there's some some crazy stuff going on. Definitely, definitely. And I think it all works so well because everyone has to go to sleep. It's not an activity that you can avoid. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You can avoid going to summer camp. Right. You can avoid going trick or treating. Right. But you can't avoid going to bed. Whoa, Freddy. And I love everything about the theme, the which we'll see in a minute, and everything about everything in this movie. And I will say that it's one of the only series that I can think of where I don't do my thing, where I'm like actively rooting for one of the kids to go. Oh, for sure. You know what? I never thought about that. So you actually do that quite often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is your thing. That's the epitome of your thing. So you you will find one of the teams that you can't stand, <laughs> and you will start rooting for the killer. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> you you've done this on many occasions, and it's always so funny because oh, no. you know I I try to have my bow tie on. Yes, you do. And then you, you just whip out a chainsaw, <laughs> start going to town. Great, great stuff. Great stuff. That's why we make a great team. Oh, God, it's so funny, though. But with Nightmare, I think the kids are actually sympathetic. Uh, Very much so. In in fact, uh, I'm actually rooting for them, and I do not want them to get killed. Right? So so that's big. Let's let's drive that in because Friday the 13th, you know, we are seriously rooting for Pamela, and then Mm -hmm. we start rooting for Jason because, let's face it, they, they chose people who were insufferable <laughs> truly insufferable and that was the point they they wanted they wanted these people to be sort of fodder for the sympathetic killer and what's fascinating about nightmare and the series is that freddy there is no sympathy <laughs> that you can have for freddy so the uh-huh. it's like go. instead you kind of laugh along with his 
jokes because he's the only one who talks. And well, some of the others do, but Freddie's the only one that I allow. <laughs> to exactly. Talk. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's that's very much worth noting. So so Freddie has a number of distinguishing traits and uh, chief among them is his ability to talk. And furthermore, as the series goes on, his knack for dropping excellent one-liners. Oh, incredible. This guy has the gift of gab. And they ha I think that they had to. They really had to do that because his character's backstory is so terrible. He has to be the epitome of that. He has to actually enjoy it and, and be so anti-sympathetic that you you know, that you can kind of root for the teams. And so it creates an, a really interesting dynamic. Uh, and I also, I just love the actor. I think that he completely embodies the, the character in the, a way necessary for the series. So Robert England leaned into Freddy mm -hmm. so hard yeah. that he came to define the very essence of what Freddy is. So and yeah, there's yeah. no one else who I would accept in that role. Can we say a huge, uh, that that's huge. You don't get the same actor playing Jason. You don't get the same actor nope. playing Michael, which we should have, by the right. way. Right. Um, we should have had the shape play all of Michael's, but, yeah. but Robert England, he came back and back and, and he was as important as the final girls. You know, he became as important as the other characters because you do see, you do see him. You kind of do get this um, entrance like into his crazy life. And so, oh, and then also, of course, he he kind of brings with him the fun of the 80s. We talked about this with Sleepaway Camp. We're in 84, like the 80s are here. Oh, the 80s are here for sure. This movie is totally radical. It's so radical and it's and you get that with the nightmare series whereas with Halloween and Friday the 13th um you know they're still in that that 70s era vibe and that serious yes. tone Night Run Elm Street later 80s it's a party um absolute Halloween costume phenomenon craze at this point for Freddy Yes Freddy became uh, one of the most popular cultural icons of the late 80s by far, and ironically was marketed to children. Yeah, so that's right. Wrap your head around that one. Okay, folks, Freddy Krueger, <laughs> a child murderer, <laughs> was marketed to children because of his massive popularity, and that, my friend, is the power of charisma. Yes, it is. And that's Robert England. Absolutely. He brings so much to the role. Uh, and I dare say that if Freddie had not leaned into what he does so mm -hmm. much, mm -hmm. he would have utterly failed because mm -hmm. he has public opinion already against him. Oh, absolutely. You can't do right? it. No one wants to like him, but he is into himself so much. Yep. And he is so what he is. Yep. That you have to give him a little something because look, this is this is the antithesis yeah. of a Jason Voorhees. <laughs> yeah. A completely sympathetic character. You know, almost a hundred percent. And and then here you have this guy 
who is on the opposite end of the spectrum mm -hmm. and he has this sort of laughing demon presence Oh right. my god. And the only the only character I can really even compare him to, not in the same way, would be like a Cruella DeVille. Like what they're doing is so dark and gross and twisted, but yeah. the character is so dang charismatic and weird and it's that villain that, you know, hate to love, love to hate and yes. and Robert England makes it work. It's it's really great stuff and of course the other distinguishing factor here is that Freddy is already dead. Yes, that's okay, right. So he's already dead. He's been killed in the prologue, but we don't actually see that because that's part of the lore mm -hmm. of this movie. Freddy was actually killed back in the day right. by the residents of Elm Street. And so he begins his entire legacy as a supernatural dream demon. And I'm a sucker for that kind of Twilight Zone surreal uh psychological you know suspense thriller aspect i love it and it has your whole generational plot yes it does there are two generations here um they both kind of have their own things going on and the plot develops around both generations you have the parents of elm street and you have the teenagers of elm street Yay. So they both know about Freddy. They both have experienced Freddy in different ways. The parents had to deal with him being their sick neighbor. And the teenagers have to deal with him haunting their dreams. It's just too cool. This is, this is really, really great stuff here. What's so funny, too, is that Halloween has been your series. Yeah. Nightmare's mine. We meet in the middle with Jason. <laughs> Every Friday. <laughs> Every Friday. Um, but in the old Halloween forum, remember oh, <laughs> what yeah. happened? Yes, back in the day. So that's actually a really good story. So uh, we used to be very active in a very, very fine message forum that uh, existed once upon a time. Uh, it was the original Halloween message board, mm -hmm. the OHMB. And this is the website that people went to for news about all things slashers. Yep. Uh, so during the days when it was booming, we would get into a lot of interesting discussions on there, have mm -hmm. some great talk, great horror movie talk. And this was also around the time that I was first starting to love Freddy. But Yay. I hadn't I hadn't been converted quite yet. And so <laughs> here I am writing these seven page articles about Halloween and Friday the 13th and stuff. <laughs> and I was sort of biased because I, I really didn't talk about Freddy too much. I was clearly leaving him out, you know, possibly on purpose. <laughs> and then all of a sudden somebody came along and started <laughs> writing these incredible posts in defense of Freddy Krueger and explaining why the Nightmare series is so cool. And that person was you. It's true. And my handle was Freddy's attorney. <laughs> Freddy's attorney. So here come, here come all of these interesting articles by someone called Freddy's attorney. Okay, and it turns out Freddy's attorney was my sister. Oh my goodness. And it was so, 
that was like <laughs> the height of when I was all about Freddie, like no nobody's business, and I was like, oh Halloween, whatever. <laughs> right, right. We used to we used to have our little wars. It was oh so God. fun, and oh. uh, because because those of course were the days where we would just watch a series back to back. Oh, absolutely. You know, we do our marathons and it's mm -hmm. like, okay, if we watch part one of something, that means tomorrow we're doing part two. Yep. You know, and so we had like the big three yep. in rotation at all times. Yeah, we really did. It was great stuff. You were so nightmare and I was <laughs> so Halloween. And like you said, Friday the 13th, we can always agree that there's never a bad time to watch it. I know. That's just, <laughs> that's completely like the crossroads we meet in the middle of jason and then we go like <laughs> the opposite direction into nightmare and halloween <laughs> yes and i think that that works so well because nightmare and halloween both kind of have this vibe where people are kind of all in yeah it's so you true. know like the fandom of those series it functions a little bit differently mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. friday the 13th was the workhorse right exactly you know, so nobody really actually loves Friday the 13th. It's pretty funny. But we all agree that it's a masterpiece. Yep. So it stays in rotation. But meanwhile, you were all about Nightmare. I was all about Halloween. And then we had what I like to call the Great Exchange. Oh, for sure. The Great Exchange. So we both showed up to the park. You brought your picnic basket. I brought my picnic basket. Oh my God. And then, guess what happened? We exchanged gifts. Yep. And in your picnic basket was a VHS tape <laughs> called A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, The Dream Warriors. Yep. And I was like, wow. Oh no. This is an amazing thing to bring to a picnic. Exactly. That's what I would do. Yes. So we both sort of chowed down on some Nightmare and some Halloween. Mm -hmm. And I started to love Nightmare in a different way. And you started to love Halloween in a different way. Oh, absolutely. I did. So that was the best. It, it, it really was an incredible event that happened. And uh, <laughs> this is I think that this really does a good job at establishing the tone here. Mm -hmm. for the movie that we're about to watch because there's so much personal history yeah. behind it as far as our fandom of this movie. It's so fun. That's it is thing. so, so fun. And it's full of memorable characters. And creativity. It's massively creative. It's just an incredible movie. And although the later entries become sort of late 80s cultural phenomenons. Mm -hmm. A Nightmare on Elm Street 1 mm -hmm. is a timeless film. Right. It could have taken place anywhere, anytime. Yep. They sort of toned down the pop culture for this one. Yeah, totally. And surprisingly, it results in what I like to consider the classic American ghost tale. Ooh, about I like the that. bad man named Freddy, who they killed, but he's not really dead. Oh my God. I'm excited. Uh -huh. I am at one second. 
I'm at one second as well. Woohoo! All right, countdown, and then press play when I say play. Three, two, one, play. Ooh, already New Line Cinema. New Line Cinema, also known as the house that Freddie built. Psh, because, hello. Oh, yeah. this, okay. Can, are you are you hearing the music already? We are start you? off oh. incredibly strong. Incredibly strong. Listen to this music, and we don't know who this guy is yet, but we see that raggedy sweater. Oh, my God. The boots, the work boots, and the, he's in some boiling room or something, making some fashioning something. Oh my God, this is so cool. I almost was mesmerized again, so. <laughs> yes, me too. So he's fashioning finger knives, which Ooh. would eventually become quite fashionable as an accessory. Uh, I owned a pair of these. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so this is really good stuff. Ooh. Are you kidding now, me? Now, look at the logo and then listen to that little jingle too. And then we go straight. Red on black, by the way, yeah. return. Red on black. Hey, look, John Saxon's See, the things that you can accomplish with, like, two notes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A keyboard, $7, and some imagination, and you got yourself <sighs> a movie. And it's going to be good. And oh, here we have oh, introducing Johnny Depp. Introducing so Johnny funny. Depp. We're we're in a uh, dream sequence, by the way. And throughout this series, it's gonna play with our heads, and we're never gonna know if the person is dreaming or awake. Which is super fun. Yeah. So Tina here, we're in her dream. Uh, she's the actress, the star of Shockma. Ah, correct. <laughs> <sighs> which is we have to do it at some point because it's shocking audiences everywhere yeah we'll, we'll definitely do that that's so much fun okay so i have to say i love <laughs> that the boiler room is like the dream sequence because every slasher we see somehow has this magical boiler room that shows up in somebody's basement so <laughs> i i, I kind of think that they're riffing on that Yes, they are indeed riffing on the classic boiler room in the basement. Uh, <laughs> I'm serious. So of these slasher movies, and it is true, by the way. Yeah. There's always a boiler room in a basement, and so here we are once again. Now, this time, the boiler room is going to be very prominently featured. Uh, yeah, okay, and it is perfect. What happened in there? Ooh, what did happen in the boiler room? Something very not okay happened in the boiler room. Oh my god, that's so perfectly creepy though because of the steam and the fire and like the industrial sense. Yeah. Whoa, is that a a goat? <laughs> yes, that was a goat. So speaking of which, there's going to be so much stuff like that in these dream sequences, just nonsensical, psychedelic, sort of demonic things. Right, exactly. Sounds, weird sounds. 
It's all to try to play with our head because this movie wants to twist reality for us. Mm-hmm. It does a good job. No, now what happened here? She woke up and and somehow she still has the scar. So here's the thing. She was Freddie used the the finger knives to slice the nightgown and uh oh went with her into the real world. So definitely Ooh. take note. Her mom is so funny right there. She's like <laughs> whoever that guy is. <laughs> oh my goodness. She So by the way, this is this is uh before we have the official song. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. But uh we still have the girls jump roping. Oh okay, the haze. That is something I love about Nightmare. The hazy See, like, are they in a dream right now? Is this really happening? I still don't know if they're in a dream because those jump roping girls can't possibly be real. And did you hear their nursery rhyme? Um, nine, ten, never sleep again. Yes. So you have jump roping girls telling nursery rhymes about Freddy. And here comes our group of teens. Johnny Depp on the right. (laughs) In the middle, we have the one and only... Nancy. Nancy. My favorite, favorite, favorite. Hey, and we've got... <laughs> we've got a Jersey guy. Uh-oh, I'm going to be doing that now the whole time. Yes, we, we've got Jersey guy, uh, Rod Lane. He's their greaser friend. And then there's Tina. We already met her. She was in the dream sequence, and they're sort of all worried right now. Um, mm-hmm. Believe it or not, they've all been having the same dream yes and she's the only one who seems to be super rattled though because so far we've only been with her and seen her dream and she woke up with the torn nightgown so maybe that's a new development um also i want to point out nancy has a boyfriend so just say yes uh yes yes she does so um, it, it is not a rule that uh, a final girl cannot have a boyfriend. Right, exactly. I don't know where that whole thing got started, but Nancy's my favorite, so. Now, it's just another night. Right here, they've got an incredible 80s boombox happening. I want right. it. That's, that's really cool stuff. So they're just kind of being teenagers, and everything's cool for now. You know, yeah, but, it, it's uh, uh, kind of good in the world right now. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> Some kids drag racing outside. So the the sounds were supposed to be to his mom of like, oh, I'm at so-and-so's house. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so funny. And then there's a whole bunch of random screaming. Oh my god. I'll call Classic the police. Shenanigans. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. See, already it's so different from the other slashers, though. We are with friends. We're with pals. Like, who knows where the parents are? You know, they're they're taking care of each other. We are with friends. And when you're listening to Slashers and Suits, you two are with friends. Yay. But that's a difference, too. They take care of each other in these movies. Yes, they do. They have each other's back. And there's this disconnect between them and everyone else because they're all having this dream and no one understands. Oh my God. 
So look, they're they're just getting deeper into it right now. They didn't even realize that they share so many details. They've seen a man with knives for fingers who's chasing them. And there are elements of the dream that somehow made it out into the real world when they woke up. So exciting! The red and green sweater. The red and green sweater. That is so cool. And I don't know if Johnny Depp, well, Johnny Cakes, which he's probably a uh, potato head contender. Johnny Cakes? Johnny Cakes. <laughs> wow. He is officially Johnny Cakes from here on. Okay. So, yes, I agree with you. We have our first contender for the Mr. Potato Head Award. Look at his hair. It's five feet tall off of his head right now. It is. All right, so that's Johnny Cakes. Johnny Cakes. He's teeny. Oh, my God. He's so he's so skinny and preppy. This is hilarious. Should we just go ahead and give him the award? I, I know. Give him the award. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know who's going to beat that. That's some volume. I love how the girls just push him out there. Everybody's scared of something that they hear, so they're like... Go check it out. Yeah, go go solve it. Yep. And out jumps <sighs> Rob Lane. He's nice. the uh, he's the quote unquote troublemaker. Yeah. The Jersey guy out of nowhere. Yeah. So now we've got our two couples, and they're oh, right. kind of having a party here. The parents are out of town, but uh, there's this morbid undertone because yep. again they've all been having these interesting nightmares dang and little he... uh machismo posturing between Seriously. rod and johnny cakes johnny cakes <laughs> but he used that little um gardening tool to make the same sound as freddy's finger knives exactly so i wonder has he been having the dream as well I wonder if it's a gardening tool or like a tool box tool. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it's called. I don't well, it's, garden. <laughs> it's certainly one of those. So um, there was a goose in the background, by the way. What? I don't know if you noticed. There's some there's some sort of goose in the house. It's like a furniture piece. <laughs> Wait. It's incredible. Oh, what now you... they don't show it just to spite me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wait, what are you talking about? A there goose? Was a, a goose. A full-blown goose in the camera. Show. It was like on top of one of the coffee tables. As furniture. Yes. Okay, I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, did anyone else see a goose? Yeah, did anyone else see the goose? If not... <laughs> If not, then um, I'll be calling my physician uh, promptly. <laughs> I think maybe you're dreaming. <laughs> what if I'm dreaming too? Oh my goodness. Oh, I love this. So Tina and Rod are together and Johnny Cake says morality sucks. Yeah, so that was a nice little tongue-in-cheek breaking of the fourth wall. Mm -hmm. That was an excellent thing. That was one of those little moments where a character who is inside of a slasher movie acknowledges that he is inside of a slasher movie. 
so funny. Great, great stuff. So uh, now no fights, no more. They're gonna have a little conversation here about the dreams that they've been having. No more, no more fights. <laughs> hey, that's good. I love. I think it. you got it down. <laughs> that was good so, stuff. No, but it, it's so crazy because yeah, he's been having nightmares too. So oh, here we go. So the room that Tina, her her actual room, Nancy's sleeping in because they're all like watching over her tonight. And keep watch on that wall because I'm I can't even with this. The the creative use of um not makeup art, but what is it called? I, effects, I guess, just room effects. Yes. In this movie are a ten. Definitely, and the excellent use of props. Yes. So just the way that that crucifix fell on Nancy's head mm -hmm. was incredible stuff. And do you think that that signals a dream sequence? I think that we definitely might be getting into a dream sequence soon. Are we in a dream sequence now? Who even knows? That's the thing. And that right there is my absolute favorite part of this movie. I know. I love it. I love that. I, I never know if we're in or out of the dream sequence. So I got to hand it to them. They did a perfect job in twisting reality. I think we probably are if she's hearing her voice being whispered. Oh, see, that's so creepy. But the dreams are so realistic. That's what happens with uh, Freddy's dreams, is that it's your conscious in them. Yes, yes. Oh, look at that wall. Astute observation. So it's important to note that these people often know that they're dreaming. Yep. And they can't escape. Oh, that's so cool. That is super cool right there. So awesome. little... uh little ceiling action there it's so creepy <laughs> i was so scared of it when i was younger oh yeah for sure grab your crucifix seriously better keep fred behind the wall hey that's a good song name <laughs> Ooh, synth all right, oh so my Tina's God. sort of wandering around. But is she? That's, That's the question. <laughs> is she still actually asleep? Yeah, I. Because how could she hear? Uh, how could she hear the voice calling her name? So this is what I think is happening. Uh, Nancy, like Freddie, was coming out of the wall because Nancy was drifting off to sleep. So that kind of thin the veil between real world and sleep dream world but then she woke up and he immediately went away because she can't you can't interact with them you know just fully conscious exactly so that's a good measuring stick if we can hear freddie's voice or detect his presence in any way mm -hmm. 
then we are in a dream sequence. Ooh, and it gets all hazy and misty, exactly like this. Yep, and anytime oh, you hear an animal, here we go. guaranteed. Now look at this shadow, classic stuff. <gasps> um, terrifying. Look, he's, he's doing an impression of me. His arms are as long as mine now. Yes, they are. That fedora is pretty cool, though. Oh my god, yeah. the laugh. The laughter gets me. That's the creepiest part. Boom! Oh. Now, there's my favorite quote. So she says, oh my god, and he holds up his finger knives and he says, this is God. Oh, heck yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. He's witty. <laughs> the man is witty. Um, you know, he's got some style. Oh, he sure does. He's gotta give it to him. But the also just the fact that he's having so much fun. <laughs> Like, this is such a difference between Friday the 13th or Halloween. He's He knows full well what he's doing. There's no question here, like there might be with other slashers, of like, oh, does he not really, is he not really in control of himself? Did something happen? And he's like, you know, not totally wanting to do what he's doing. No, of course he is. Exactly. Freddy knows exactly what he's doing. Like, this, there's no guilt. <laughs> there's there's none at all. And you're right. It's not one of those situations like Jason, 100%, you feel sorry for him. Yeah. And then Michael Myers, you just desperately try to understand him because it doesn't make any sense. Right. It's Like, why is, he, why is he doing this, you know? Right, exactly. Like Loomis, like there's, there's an absence of consciousness in Michael almost where... There's, yes. there's not like a feeling, a, an emotion attached to it. With Freddy, <laughs> it's totally the opposite. Um, he's really, really invested in what he's doing. He certainly is. So Freddy is oh. one bad dude. Oh my God, look at this. So it's happening in the dream, but it, it's also happening in real life. So that was a dream that she was in where she was being killed and it happened in real life. And that uh, ceiling, the wall walk, is one of the craziest to me. Yeah, that was really good stuff. So now this doesn't look good. Oh my God. Um, Tina's dead. She died in real life. Mm -hmm. I think that's what makes it so scary is mm -hmm. that people are being killed in their dreams. And no one knows what's going on and that to me is another special component of the series is that first of all you would have to be believed by somebody that this is actually happening in your dream so adults would have to believe you and um second the adults are all are not looking for someone who's just escaped an insane asylum or something like that like it's still a mystery right now it's a complete mystery but, but here's the, here's the funny thing: the adults know a little bit more than they let on. Yes, they do. Ooh. And now we get introduced to both of Nancy's parents at the same time. Yes. Okay, so there's Nancy's mom and dad. Oh, and the mom. <laughs> we have a few things to say about the mom. Yes. So this this mom here. She is going to put on one hell of a stellar performance here. Mm -hmm. She is going to create her own school of slasher method acting 
that we like to call Vicodin style. Vicodin style. So we've seen it in a few other movies, you know, the kind of vacuous one. We House and Sorority Row had Balloon, if you remember. <laughs> Good old Balloon. But there's such an amazing delivery from this mother character that you're just like, is she is she okay? Yes, yes. So she she has a a Vicodin style where she's barely there. She's barely conscious, and you think that she must be somewhere else. Yeah. Her style and... is is very muted, and Nancy yes, gets a little bit of this too. I mean, just it's like she's got a smidge from the mom, but she's got a lot yeah. of the the pep from her dad. <laughs> Yeah, she sure does. Oh, and look at that collar. That is a good collar. Let's get a collar ID on that. And I think we all know that's a straight up final girl collar. I mean, we just know. I'm just saying it. It's Nancy. She's the best. Nobody's better. Even though you're married to Jamie Lee. <laughs> yes. Yes. Jamie Lee for me. But Nancy is my number two, I got to say. Ooh. And I do love her. Oh, she's so good. And she's just so real looking. You know, this is like a girl you would know. Um, she's just, she's a good friend. She's my best friend. <laughs> ah, she's your best friend. I love it. <laughs> no, but I do think she's really cool. So, um, yeah, she's uh, final girl par excellence. She's one of those final girls who stands as like the ultimate example of, of what to live up to. And why, I'll tell you why. Because we already know from like the first second, she was staying with Tina because her friend was scared. So her immediate reaction was to go and stay with her friend and make sure that she was okay. She's standing up to her parents saying like, this is crazy, what's happening? And then, you know, her mom wanted her to stay home from school and she's like, no, you know, I gotta go, gotta, live my life she's already showing so much strength and a lot of um compassion for her friends some insight yeah she's really good so now she's having a really serious conversation with rod we're trying to figure mm -hmm. out if he actually killed tina because everyone thinks he did as of right now he's been wanted he's been on the run uh ah. Nancy oh look is, at look uh, at this actually defending him stepping right in front so that he would be okay. So as of right now, she believes him. Yes. She believes him. And uh, he's going to get arrested here for the murder of Tina, suspicion of homicide. Because the window was open, you know, he fled the scene. But of course, it was an insane thing that happened. So what was he really supposed to do? Y yes. Yes. So again, this is Nancy's father here. Yeah. Who is the local police chief. Oh, and she's so, she's so good. She's immediately, she's like, you used me. Like I, she was a pawn. Obviously they were tailing her so that they, they knew that um, Rod would probably come to her. So. Yes. Wait, is the name Ron or, oh, hey, look, it's dad. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yay. 
I love it. I love it. These could be our parents right here, basically. In the, yeah. With bottom go. row. <laughs> I love it. Oh, one of my favorite scenes of all time. Okay. So Nancy's super tired. She hasn't slept much. She was drinking coffee. Um, oh, that's right. So as she kind of, you know, sits here, falling asleep, listen to the guy talking right here. Uh, yes, uh, and if you look, she's got her name written on her book, and her name is Nancy Thompson. Oh my god. What is Mama Dead? And now look at what she saw. She just saw Tina inside of a bloody body bag, so that can't possibly be real. So <gasps> now the question is, have we entered a dream sequence? And listen to the boy in front of the class. Not that I have bad dreams. Ah, exactly, exactly. So his voice became super distorted all of a sudden. So, like the first time we saw this, we were a little confused, but now we know that when that kind of stuff starts happening, it means we've entered the dream world. Oh, heck yeah. And this is one of the freakiest things ever. The body bag just being... Just moving down the hallway. That's a nice touch. And how about just the total emptiness yeah. of, of this hallway? This is incredible stuff. So we've got a trail of blood, an empty hallway. Nancy's on the move. She's trying to figure out what's going on so she can go solve it. Uh, and oh, oh, look at that. Who in the world is this? Hall monitor. <laughs> look at the hall monitor. Yes. It's her sweater. Red and green. Look at that. The <gasps> hall monitor's in a Freddy sweater, so that's actually oh Freddy. Uh, and then the girl speaking with Freddy's voice. No running in the hallway. Oh my god. See, god. He's, a, he's a jokester. So fun. He's, I mean, he's trying to, you know, just lighten it up a bit. Yes, yes, but... he's trying to lighten up this movie a bit. <laughs> now, what we have here, by the way, is uh and i'd like to start keeping track of this we are in dream sequence number three that's right dream sequence number three we had one at the very beginning and then we had tina's death and now we have a third one yes and nancy because we're not gonna have a kill count really. no 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 because i mean it's like that's the other thing with nightmare by the way that i love uh it's not a it's not like about the bodies or anything like that. It's the friends. So once you know who the right. friends are, you know who the group that who the group is that Freddy's going to target. Like that's it. Yes, yes. So so we don't have a body count. We don't keep track of it, and that's really not our focus. No, but, not at all. but yet you know what replaces it perfectly is the dream count. Oh yeah, the dream count. Absolutely, because the the body count it's it's always going to be like you know five or whatever. Yeah, actually, it's always going to be five. Oh, gross. Oh, heck yeah. You hear that? The synth? Cha 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 boom boom. Yeah, we've got oh. some really, really good synth music now playing. Cha cha cha. Boom. We've got a in chase the scene. Boiler room. He? Look, he's back in the boiler room. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Ooh, run through the boiler room. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hey. That's good stuff. I think you should record that one. Oh, no. 
It's so like, do you hear his laughter? To me, that was a genius move. If you're not gonna be like a menacing serious, I mean, he's still menacing, but this the serious slow walk, silent thing, which is scary, yeah. then have the crazy laughter because that is equally terrifying to me. This is he, he's as perfect as he can possibly be. Oh God, she's aware that she's dreaming right now. Look what yeah, she does. Look what she did. L look at how smart this is. She put her arm onto the red hot lead pipe so that Oof. it would wake her up. So that it would wake her up. Now she did that inside of the dream, but I think she might actually have a scar on that arm now. Hey, this is Inception. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It really is. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. So the original Inception here. Yep. And uh, did you notice the scar? Yeah. She's, she, look at that. She's got the scar on her left arm. So that happened inside of a dream, but she has it in real life. Yep. This is so fascinating. And uh, just to add a, another note to what you were just saying. So when we covered Friday the 13th films, we always said that if you're not going to be Michael, you need to be Jason. Yep. And now we're saying that if you're not going to be Michael and you're not going to be Jason, you got to be Freddy. Oh, you better be Freddy. You got to be Freddy. Yeah, and gotta be Freddy. The next time we're going to say this, it's going to involve a two and a half foot doll. Oh, that's very true. <laughs> yeah. More on that later. Oh my God, that's so, so funny. As of right now, we officially have our third 1980s slasher killer icon freddy well Kruger. freddy krueger and our third place we got the home we got the you know babysitting with uh halloween you got camp uh with friday and now we got school yes so i'm a sucker for that i know because it it really i think it really emphasizes their struggle as teenagers yes it does and what they're going through and they feel like they can't tell anyone and the fact that they're all having this dream mm -hmm. and look how serious it's become now there's there's an actual murder that's taking place oh yeah so something is up something is up it's not good they all attend the same high school mm -hmm. uh which which for the record is uh, pasadena high dang and then they all see this killer named Freddy in their dreams, but also they all live on Elm Street. Oh, heck yeah, Elm Street. I, I, I really would like to point that out. They all live on Elm Street, and there is a reason that they are being targeted. There's a very serious reason for this. Freddy is not haunting the dreams of the kids on Fur Street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. A Nightmare on First Street. <laughs> I know. That is a whole different genre. <laughs> that would have been such a flop. That is so funny. You know, he's, he's not over there on Cedar. Is oh my what God. I'm Amazing. He is attacking the kids on Elm Street. Now, we'll, oh, have yeah. to delve, we'll have to delve deeper into this later because we don't want to give too much away. No, but, but just take note. Yeah, take note. It's it's the kids on Elm Street that are being targeted here. And we said a little bit about it, you know, with that, the generational element, the plot. But 
Yes. Just keep it in mind. Yes. Oh, the house. I love this house. Oh my God, she's singing the song. The... Okay, did you did you see the 14 windows? Like, on yeah, the house? you are obsessed with these windows. I am Every obsessed time. with these what? windows. Crucifix. Because there's too involved? many. By the way, is that a, a bath pillow? Yeah. Is that a thing? Do you have one? No, but I should because that looks amazing. A bath pillow. Never That's seen so that before. Funny. No, I hadn't either until this. I haven't seen that because I haven't taken a bath since I could fit in a bathtub, which was about 25 years yeah, ago. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my God. See, now that is an image. Come on, everybody. This is perfect. Yeah. That's the, like, especially when you start talking about final girls and their connection to the killer and adolescence and, you know, the morality play here. I just, it's everything that sums up the genre to me. It really is. It's just so good. And also, they take the whole Bluebeard myth you know, of of bodies in the basement, like one step further by really having Freddy aligned with the bo the boiler room. Yes. I love it. 100%. Now, notice. Here we go. Nancy just fell asleep. We, we saw her eyelids getting heavy. Mm -hmm. She closed her eyes. And, and now we enter dream sequence number four. That's right. And so we had two Tina. Now we have two Nancy. Yes. Oh, look so, how cool that is. This is great stuff. You know, when you talk about creativity, she just got pulled down the drain of a bathtub. That is so crazy cool. It, it really is. Okay, but this is so funny. This is when one of the moments when you were talking about, like, she has a little bit of that Vicodin style. Oh, uh, she sure does. So that was a very good display of that. So we have... Uh, oh, look at her. She's like, eh, I'm fine. The mother coming to the rescue because I guess Nancy was screaming in her yeah, dream. Yeah, she was screaming bloody murder. Yeah, so. And then now she's like, oh, okay. it's fine. Like, she's like, what? <laughs> two, two close calls. Yep. By the way, two very close calls. Yeah, but absolutely. Everything's okay. Freddie is trying to get her. And this is why she's going to start drinking so much coffee. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want to go to sleep. Look, she's looking in the pill cabinet. She's trying oh, to find pills. Because guess what we have? Stay awake. awake. She found a bottle of stay awake. <laughs> stay awake. Stay awake are, are the, the pills. And those are the precursor to no-dose. Oh, hey, this is the reface image I sent you. <laughs> yes, it is. This is the exact one. I so I did too this time. I sent you. I was Johnny Depp. <laughs> yes, that was classic. And then the scene. Oh, and I have another one. I'm going to to put up. But I can't say yet because it'll ruin the ending. But uh huh. I'm gonna put it on our Instagram. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Yes, I think so too. Look, it's her little boyfriend, Johnny Cakes. Johnny Cakes. Okay, so I've been meaning to ask you this. Um, this is a really important question, too. And this is something that we do every time here. What's his actual name? <laughs> so, if you could... Oh, no. Grab a hold of his hair and pull it straight up out of his head hole... Oh, my God. 
what would you replace it with? Oh, that is so good. Okay. You know what I think would be super funny? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's already great, then no. I don't even know what it is. No. The, the blonde Blaine from Sleepaway Camp. Oh my god, the BB? Yep, the BB. Amazing. So blonde Blaine from Sleepaway Camp, which yep. uh, should be should be fresh in everyone's mind if you listened to that uh, episode. Absolutely. I just think it would be so funny. Now, I'm picturing it, I know. and there's no way that I can get that out of my head. I know, it's so ridiculous. It's natural. It, it just kind of works naturally. Like that, the blonde Blaine quaff. I, I know, the quaff. The BBQ. You think you've been to a BBQ? Oh my god. Shoot. Oh, that's amazing. But you know what's funny is that that would actually make him that character. And he would never be able to be, like, a nice guy. Exactly. It would. Because those hair pieces are very... <laughs> they're very interchangeable. Oh, my God. Don't you think crazy. that the blonde Blaine would fit perfectly into his head hole? But, he, but then we couldn't root for him. Because, obviously, I would immediately not like him. You would hate him. I know. Now look at these windows. <laughs> no, but what? Okay, is it because there are so many? Yeah, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 windows on the front of the house. Is it's that too many? I don't know. It's really fascinating. We have to go do some research now, and we have to, like, go find this neighborhood and count the windows. It's in Monrovia. Oh, so nice. We can go take a take a trip and count windows. Okay, well, <laughs> definitely should be um, on the to-do list. Yeah, so that's another thing I, I'd like to point out also. Um, they live in a very good neighborhood here. And, oh, it's um, misty, though. It's misty. It's, it is misty, so hey. I'm willing to bet you that she's in a dream sequence right now. What do you think? Yeah, check this out. So, like, everything is... is like topsy-turvy so she's in a dream but she's conscious of it and so when she calls out for Gwen Johnny Cakes he pops out of the tree but he's actually in her bedroom looking out for her exactly so oh, okay so cool. they both fell asleep at the same time oh Gwen better not fall asleep he needs to keep watch. Oh my god. And and also another clue that we have too hmm. is that she just walked about 40 feet from her house into this thing that she's in now. <laughs> yeah. And this kind of stuff is definitely not in that neighborhood. Oh no, definitely not. And it, you know, you walk through a door and then all of a sudden it's like a high school or whatever it is. And I think that's another Oh, it's the police station. Yeah. That's so... Look how cool that is. This is really, really good stuff. So, um, also, lots of footage of Nancy sort of running around in dreams doing things. Uh, she is going to become what we call a dream warrior. Oh, yes. And she, she is. is the original dream warrior. She is, yeah, she is. the survivor of Freddy Krueger. Well, and she's actively looking. She's going in 
you know, that's the courage of Nancy. She's like, I know what's going on. I'm going to go and see how to do this. She's going to, you know, take action. Yeah, so she's confronting the danger head on. There's no fear. And she's also looking out for her friends. So right now she's looking over Rod. Oh, my God. He is in the jail. But guess what? He fell asleep. So you which know what's going to happen now. Yeah, that, which, okay, here's the other thing. You can meet in the dream world. Oh my god. Yes, you can. Tina. Nancy. Oh, black. Oh, that's <laughs> my... I hate that. That's my worst thing ever is bugs coming out. Lots of lots of uh, interesting gross-out stuff with the bugs and the snakes and stuff here. Oh my god. There was the hugest spider here right behind me, and it was like a foot big on the wall. Was it a dream sequence? No, it was real. Oh. <laughs> and I was, oh my God. I started swearing like a sailor. I got so scared and then I ran and I like took the whole table down with me. Cause I, I, was, bet you did. I was so scared. I yeah. hated it. So I had you to get. You are a sailor. Oh my God. I had to now, get Will. Look at the staircase. <gasps> this is the best thing ever. So she knows what's happening with Rod and Whoa, was that a Tina face on Freddy's face? Yeah. Excuse me? This is some crazy stuff. So she she knows that Freddy is targeting Rod. She knows that, that Freddy wants to get him. Uh, she's got to wake up now because Freddy has officially uh, got his sights on her. He's trying to kill her for the third time uh -oh. now. Oh, but she knows this is just a dream. So... She, at some point, it's going to become dream logic, which does not have a logic. Well, it has its own whole set of rules. And so she's like, wake up, Glenn. Glenn fell asleep. He really, a terrible, terrible time. Johnny Cakes, come on. Um, but, oh, the stairs, though. I did want to say, when her feet start going through the stairs, that's oatmeal. And I think that's the coolest thing ever. That's pretty cool stuff. So right as she's about to get killed, the alarm clock goes off. They both wake up at the yep. same time. Uh, his job was to stay awake, but he accidentally fell asleep. Oh my god. They've both been awake now for several days. So things are getting really morbid. No oh. one wants to go to sleep. Everyone's drinking coffee. They're popping pills now. Everyone oh. is avoiding sleep. Look at her, though. She's like, she's standing up for herself, though. She's like, are you kidding me? One thing? And couldn't even do that, Johnny Cakes? <laughs> oh, here the comes, mother. Here comes the mom. She's so perfect. <laughs> like, oh, my God. The hair gets me. Wait, but, does she get the Mr. Potato Head? Or is no. it still Johnny? <laughs> I think it's still Johnny Cakes. Okay. But the way that she talks... Let me know if you need anything. Oh, yeah. She's got that Vicodin style going strong. Mm-hmm. Ooh, wait. Was that a dream? No. She heard... Oh, the uh, the pillow that came apart in the dream. One of the feathers floated in the window for real. So we're at five. Okay, we're, we're at five. Sequences. Uh -oh. oh, we're at six. Six. 
because oh and the laughter rod <laughs> has fallen asleep in his cell and uh My God. sleep equals death in these movies okay i'm gonna say it again <laughs> the creativity so you don't have to use a lot but something just like wrapping up the sheet that's really terrifying and it doesn't cost a lot of money exactly their sort of uh, down home effects here yeah are really really working for them and especially because this is a brand new thing Oh my goodness, she's such a great little actress. She's putting so much heart into it. Yeah, so that's Heather Langenkamp, and uh, we're going to see her come back in part three. Uh, yes, the greatest of all time. We're going to also try to get her to uh, make an appearance here. That would be amazing. Oh, see, look, Rod, no. That's nuts. All right, so he fell asleep, and it looks like he's going to be a goner. Yeah, it looks like. Because Poor no one else knows, no one else knows how to play. Let's also talk about that. Seriously, Every, everyone else, everyone besides Nancy, who is in a dream, yes. is one hundred percent at Freddy's mercy. Yes. Okay, and the only reason that Nancy keeps surviving, besides the fact that she's into survival, <laughs> is yeah, she is the fact that she knows what Freddie's doing and she's playing his game and she's playing it better than him right now. And she knows that when she's in a dream, she can wake herself up by, exactly. you know, either like having the alarm on for set for a specific time or actually like when she put her arm on the, the pipe. Oh my God. See, See Freddie, Freddie thinks that he is in control of the dream world. Yep. Right. So whoever is going to ultimately survive has to understand the game he's playing and play it better than him. That's the you thing, know? because it is a game, because he's a jokester. He is a jokester. And in the words of the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, oh, no. you have to deal with the dealer. And that's oh, what Nancy's doing here. My God. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. You brought in Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> Amazing. He's hey, your favorite. the American, what? The American dream. Oh. Love Dusty. Wait, who? Okay, of all of them, would Dusty be your favorite in wrestling? Okay. Dusty, along with uh, Road Warrior Hawk. Oh, yes. Along with uh, Mr. Wrestling number two. The man in the mask. Oh my god, amazing. I think... I mean, mine's obviously Bret Hart. Right. Uh, because I grew up to be him. <laughs> well, for for WWF, I'm going to go with the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Oh, of course. Because of his laugh and because I think he's such a good antagonist. Oh, that's very, very true. Oh my goodness. So... Again, they're trying to say that it's her. That right. So they're not they're not listening to Nancy and they're not acknowledging what she's going through, which right. is uh, a very bad thing to do. So Nancy is is trying to explain she's having these dreams. Her friends are having these dreams. Freddy Krueger is killing people. 
Uh, but there's this disconnect. So Nancy's going to have to figure out how to deal with this by herself. And that, again, like brings it back to being a teenager. And they're kind of the forgotten children in this era. And absolutely fascinating, too, when she tells them what's happening. And they're like, oh, no, we're just going to say Rod killed himself. That's terrible if they it, do it actually is. know. It is. And so we're... We're definitely in a new era here. Like you said, uh, to give some context, we are post-Diana Ross and pre-Madonna right now. Ooh. So Michael Jackson's thriller was brand new here. Brand new. So the flavor of the 80s nice. in a pop cultural sense is at its onset right now. Oh, it's so good. So we are shifting eras. Yeah, we are. We're going to see lots of shoulder pads, lots of hairspray. Oh, well, <laughs> case in point. Case in point. And a very big disconnect between parents and teenagers. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you know what I'm sad about, though? This doctor reminds me the earlier slashers. We had a lot of nice white boy froze. And that count goes down in the later 80s. Yes, the white boy fro is obsolete <laughs> at this point. We have a few anachronistic white boy fros that make an appearance um, decidedly out of place. This guy is like a mini version. He's like a junior mint. Oh my version. God. But he's not the peppermint fatty, okay? In the early 80s slashers, we get them all the time. Those, and they're my favorites, but, but I do... No, I do like the hairspray era because <laughs> that's fun stuff. It can be super fun, and especially in the later '80s, it's going to be really hard to choose a potato head hair because it's going to be everybody. It's going to be everybody, and you know what? All of the guys who had white boy froze in 1980, by this time, they've all cut them because yeah. they're executives at yep. the, down at the uh, plant. You know? Yes, seriously. <laughs> oh, see, look at okay. They've taken Nancy to have her dreams studied in a clinic and figure out right. what's happening as if something's wrong with her brain. Right. So that's that's how Nancy is being treated right now. Something is wrong with her. So she is going through this struggle essentially alone. And what an amazing display, too, of like early... 20th century, late 19th century, like hysteria, women being treated as crazy when they're through all these like physical or emotional problems. And I, I love it. I think it's what a way to kind of bring that discussion back and show that she's actually experiencing these things for real. Look at her hair. She got a patch of gray hair in that dream. Oh, right oh my God. She was uh, sliced. All right, so that's number six, by the way. Oh my God, we have that's so many. Dream sequences. And she brought back Freddie's hat. Look at that. Yes. Look at that, she brought the hat back and look at the way her mother looks at it. She says, where the hell did you get this? She recognizes it. Oh, uh-oh. Look at her eyes, she recognizes that hat. What now, does it what mean? what is going on here? So the plot just thickens, okay? So much. Look at that house. Yes. They put a whole gallon 
of cornstarch into that flour. Whoa, thickening. You know, I had so, to think about it because I don't cook. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so check it out. The mom right here is going to put on a perfect display of her Vicodin style. Actually. Oh, yeah, she is. So she's got that Vicodin style. Uh, Nancy <laughs> is going hard on the coffee. She does not want to go to sleep at all costs right now. Look, she's the mom's hiding a whole bunch of um, vodka or whatever. It's pretty good. Yeah, cool. she's got that vodka. Vodka with her Vicodin. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's true. Actually. So we, need to, uh, we need to figure out what's going on here because Nancy is confronting her mother and she's wondering why she recognized the hat. Yep. There's oh, something she that she's not telling her. There's some sort of secret going on here. And you can see, you can see her mom is yep. struggling. She doesn't, she doesn't really want to tell her. Yep. Oh, look at Nancy. She's like, she's like, you know, you better tell me this is happening. It's real. And she's not backing down. I love this. She's like, nope, no matter what you're telling me, you're telling me I'm crazy. I'm not. This is happening. Oh, this is happening. And check out that banana magnet back there on that uh, lime green fridge. Oh my God. What? Did you see that on the freezer? It's on the freezer yes, part. Yes, I did. There's a banana and a raspberry. Oh snap, Nancy said that her mom's getting loaded and avoiding everything. Heck yeah. Now listen to oh. this. Listen to this. She just said, Freddy Krueger can't get you because we killed him. And Nancy's like, are you kidding me? You knew this whole time. And you're telling me I'm crazy? And the mom's doubling down. Oh, you're sick. Are you kidding me? This is so terrible. Yeah. So so this lady knows exactly Nancy. what's going on here. Screw uh, sleep. Dang. Oh my god. I love it. He's dead. But the so, way that so, she does that, he's he's dead. You're her sick. mom is in denial. Mm-hmm. Palm trees. Oh, I love this bridge scene. Yeah, this is this is beautiful stuff here. Oh, and my favorite line's coming up, I think. Depending on the book she has in her hands. I love that they went and talked about, like, you know, different cultural ways of dreaming and how nightmares are perceived and ways of confronting them. Because it is something I think everyone can relate to outside of the movie as well, which also has something on uh, Halloween and, and Friday and some of the other ones. Like, everybody knows what it's like to have a nightmare yes so and, like that confusion that can happen when you wake up Johnny Cakes is <laughs> asking Nancy to start keeping track of her dream I want that milkshake whatever it is I <laughs> know I know that you were looking at that milkshake I knew it I know 
Probably that burger, too. I want the burger, too. Oh, I she's into survival. Too. She's oh, into survival. Minor right there. I'm into survival. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Good line. That defines Nancy for me. She's into survival. I was like, oh, she's going to read about booby traps, and she's going to, like, if she can bring the hat out, then she's thinking, oh, I'll booby trap everything and try to bring Freddy out. Like, that's just, come on. Exactly. Her That's reasoning amazing. abilities are stellar. She's recognized the fact that she can sort of bring things from the dream world to the real world. So why not bring Freddy into the real world, therefore making him vulnerable to real world physics and defeat nice. him? Exactly. And it's like, perfect. Oh, she's pissed. No more roses for Johnny Cakes. Oh, look at this. Her entrance right here. She's so the swagger of like, smoke my cigarette and live with the bars on the windows, lady. Yeah, this is this is really great stuff. So now they're going to have the talk. They're going to have the talk. And it's a little, it's some Vicodin style here for sure. Uh, yeah. come, come with me and I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So, is this a fire? What is this part? This part of the house? You see what I'm saying? Why is there a boiler in every Oh yeah. In every basement? <laughs> <laughs> so they they've got the furnace here. The furnace, yeah. And Nancy's mother is finally telling her the truth. Okay, and she's going to show her something very, very important here. Uh-oh. The truth is that every teenager on Elm Street, including Nancy, used to have an older sibling. Oh, this is so crazy. All of the older siblings were murdered by Freddy Krueger back when he was alive and a resident of this neighborhood. And then... So, yeah. He took his kids to the boiler room, so all the parents uh, surrounded the boiler room, took gasoline, and burned it all down. Yeah. Heck yeah, they did. So, Freddy used to live on their street. He, he killed all of their eldest children. And That's so they, insane. They got together. They had some vigilante justice. They killed him. Oh my god, and that's then, my favorite line of hers. For some reason, they didn't tell the younger children, but yeah. then the younger children started seeing Freddy in their dreams because Freddy wants revenge now. When she says, he's dead, <laughs> the way that she says it, he's dead because mommy killed him. Yeah. Mommy killed that's him. A, that's a pretty powerful line, too. Freddy's dead because mommy killed him. Heck yeah. So she knows. John Saxon knows. All of the parents, Johnny Cake's parents, everyone oh! know what happened back in the day with Freddy, and they all feel guilty because they killed him. And I think I know what you just noticed. Check out that half shirt. That is what I just noticed. <laughs> yep, he's been shopping at that half building. <laughs> the half building from Sleepaway <laughs> Camp. All those, all those guys with their cut-off t-shirts and short shorts. My goodness. That is a really funny one. 
because that's obviously cut. Like, why? <laughs> yeah, with with just a regular pair of scissors too. I know, so funny, man. This reminds me, I need a landline because I couldn't find my phone yesterday, and then Will's phone died, and I was like, ugh, this never used to happen <laughs> with a landline and just a rotary phone. Yeah, you like the rotary. I do, but I also think it's just nice to have one that you can depend on because I lose my phone five out of seven days of the week. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you should get a landline. Because I don't have it on, on vibrate or ring. I just... <laughs> that's so... Yeah. I never can find it. Oh. Maybe, maybe I'll get you a rotary phone for your birthday. Hey, your birthday's coming up. Oh, I know. That's funny. Ooh, few weeks. <laughs> Yay. That's so fun. Ooh, I love this conversation. It's so serious. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Another good... See, we have so many good quotes from this movie. Uh, so yeah. many good quotes. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep better listen johnny cake so remember we've had six dream sequences so far uh yeah and okay so he is supposed to call at midnight but he's putting his headphones on so let's see what happens yeah oh, look at that photo of all the friends oh that's sad because two of them are dead now rod and tina mm-hmm -mm. She's gonna take more stay awake. Yeah, still popping the pills, trying not to go to bed. It's Dang. interesting. I like that she knows the story now. Yes, I do too. You know what I mean? She knows the story. And check this out. This lady uh -huh. also knows the story. They all do. But see, yeah. look what she's doing. That she's She doesn't wake him up. He's supposed to call Nancy. How can you listen to television? Oh. Yeah, he's definitely the Mr. Potato Head recipient. Oh, come on. The, it's it's also past his head. It's like up from his head, and then it's lengthwise past his head. Yeah, the hair itself is as big as the head. It's like, it goes beyond his forehead about six inches or so. Beyond the forehead. Be Yes, that's the album title. Oh my goodness. Look, it moved! <laughs> He's aggravating it, too. My it goodness. It moved. That was so funny. Uh-oh. 2.3 on the Richter scale just now with his hair. Now, here we've got uh, oh. Nancy's mom still trying to convince her to go to sleep, which is extremely bad advice. And super creepy. Get some sleep. <laughs> that There's... never ending uh, Vicodin style it's the Vicodin yeah. style and now I know what it is it's the same tone across every word get some sleep gotta get some sleep yeah mommy, mommy killed him <laughs> <laughs> oh my god look a hidden pot of coffee oh she had the spare coffee maker are you kidding me go. that is pretty cool this oh my is, god it, like i can't express how great this is because we're gonna watch the whole nightmare on elm street series obviously yep 
and we're gonna see find a real shirt the next generation of elm street teenagers hiding coffee machines trying to stay up oh heck yeah, yeah trying to trying to be a dream warrior like nancy and yes she has officially changed into her final girl shirt that was incredible there's always that moment that the final girl is changing and boom we know that collar we know that collar and so the neighbors are thinking that her family's crazy because they put bars on the windows. Ah, yeah, and they're saying Nancy's the crazy one. Ugh. But they know too, don't they? They do know. That's what makes it so bad. It's so They bad. do know, but the reason that they've repressed this is because of their own guilt. I know. Because remember, they took the law into their own hands and they murdered their neighbor who lived in that nice Monrovia neighborhood <laughs> on Elm Street. And except, you know, he just happened to kill all of their kids. Oh my God. So they hunted him down and they killed him, right? And so taken care of. Uh, yeah. And also, we need to point out something extremely important that the mom of Nancy told during that story. Oh my God. Uh, she talked about Freddy Krueger's trial. Right. So there was an actual trial mm -hmm. for the murders, but nothing changed. Got off. Yeah, because yeah. lawyers got famous and and the judge got off. fat. Yeah, so something like that. Yeah, the lawyers got famous and the judge got fat. So oh Freddy Freddy got off, got free, and he was able to kill all of their kids with no consequence. So they got together and they got him. They got him, but they don't like to think about that now. And they definitely don't want to think about the fact that he might be back. Yeah, they don't want to tell them. They don't want to, which by the way, would protect them, which is so crazy to me. And by the way, here is the chance. Here's the one chance to save Johnny Cakes. This is the one chance to save him. No, 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 no. Oh God. You just gotta so, be firm with these kids. Yeah, right. This is so I terrible. Think I think it's very fascinating that this entire block has this dark secret. Uh, and, you yeah. know, like they're just trying to live their day-to-day -day lives, but oh. they've all got this secret, and I think they all have trouble dealing with it, which might explain their demeanor. Have you noticed the demeanors of, of all the parents on this block? Uh, yeah, they are completely in denial and also, like, yeah, shady and, and drink and popping pills. It's been, like, eight years since they actually killed Freddy, uh, and, and, you know, about ten years since they lost their firstborn children to Freddy. This is so insane. So now they are reduced to this state of guilt and denial and uncertainty and confusion. Very, very fascinating stuff. Oh my God. Like, can you imagine Nancy's older sibling who who, who died, you know? Because Freddie got her. Or him. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, but so why on earth would keeping the secret make it better? It just makes them not able to protect themselves. And now are we in a dream? Because Freddie's calling an unplugged phone. Dream sequence number seven. I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. That's the so comes out of the phone. Uh-oh. So either 
she's crossed over to where she can like visit Freddy or her boyfriend Johnny Cakes is dreaming right now he fell asleep and Freddy's like I got him uh oh <laughs> I love that line <laughs> locked 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 she's so drunk that was wonderful so some more Vicodin style acting from Nancy's mom mm. and it turns out that she installed new locks on the doors to keep Nancy inside of the house yep, so this, locks on the inside this is compounding the problem now and this is up there for me with mm, top 10 favorite kills yeah this is a pretty good one no. With the TV! He's gone. And the record player! Oh, that's a good scream queen. Scream. Oh my god, gross. This is so nuts and so like 10,000 times more blood than there would ever be. I, I know. <laughs> he has more blood in his body than Paul Bunyan. Oh my god! And it, there's so much. Oh, okay, all over, going every which way. And where's Johnny Cakes? Johnny Cakes is dead. Oops. Because it's so he fell asleep. I know. And it's funny to me how this is, you know, the introduction to Johnny Depp, so not what we would know him to become. And so not really any kind of character, really. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't see him in this and be like, oh, that's like, you know, Edward Scissorhands, whatever. Right. It's pretty funny. Which was not that long later. I know. That's what's pretty funny is that the the rise for Johnny right after this is pretty intense. And John Saxon is really holding it down as the cop. He does such a good job. Oh. Well, can he finally start believing his daughter then? Thank you very much. I think he should right now. Also See, practices the way of the trial, by the way. Saxon? Yeah. Nuh-uh. Look at him right here. He's got the way of the trial. Really? Even though it's, yeah. they're just gray, though. But you like him. Yeah, he's got the gray slacks. It's the uh, it's the fit. Oh, it's the it's fit. All about the fit. Oh my god, the fit of the trow. <laughs> okay, so Nancy is calling the shots now. Oh, listen, I'm gonna go get the guy who did it, and I want you to be there to arrest him. Like she knows. She knows that he knows, even if he won't admit it. And she's like, enough of this. Now Johnny Cakes is gone. So get over here. And this is what we're going to do. Heck yeah, Nancy. Do it. Oh, my God. She's so great. This is incredible stuff. So obviously her parents are divorced. Uh, her dad does not live on Elm Street anymore. But he, too, is well aware of what happened back in the day. And he also has that demeanor. I know. 
just like all of the other parents from Elm Street because he lost his firstborn child to Freddy and he participated in Freddy's murder. Oh my goodness. And he seems like he's kind of resigned to knowing that she knows he knows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at this. This is one of my favorite parts. It's like um, pre-Home Alone. when So she's rigging everything up as booby traps from the book that she's reading. Yeah, this is really creative stuff. So she's sort of wiring the entire house with booby traps. The plan is to bring Freddy into the real world and then get him. Wait a second. Do you think this inspired Home Alone? I think it must have. Absolutely. I do too. I mean, as we know, Slasher's really... That's where everyone got a lot of their ideas that came after. Definitely. Seriously. Yeah, without question. Oh, heck yeah, look at this. The sledgehammer or whatever. How is she even doing that? I want to read this book of booby traps and figure out how to make all of these like MacGyver contraptions. Let's try to find a copy of this book. <gasps> that would be so fun. Let's do it. Okay, that guy was a Mr. Potato Head contender. He really was for two seconds. Who was that guy? Just a cop? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, see, but he's still not willing to admit it to himself. He's saying, I don't know who did it. Yeah, you know, she just told you it was Fred Krueger. And, like, the mom totally knows right now. She's, she can't even deal with, like, what the secret has caused. for. No, the, the mother is, is having a total breakdown here. Everything's yeah. coming to the head. Uh, they did not anticipate... Fred Krueger returning. They thought once they killed him, the nightmare was over, but the nightmare has only begun. Um, that's because it's Elm Street. Yes. Oh my goodness. And every town has an Elm Street. Every town has an Elm Street. It's one of my favorite lines that he says. I know. You love that. I love that line. That's like probably the best part of that one, actually. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Six. Yeah, I think which we will get to. We will we're get gonna, to it. We're gonna be troopers here, you know, and cover the whole series. It's gonna be really fun. We're gonna see so much Freddy and hear so many one-liners. And Part Three obviously has my absolute favorite of all time. Yeah. So pause. Pause. Oh. Okay. Get back. I am back. And where are you? I'm at 114.35. It's the ambulance. Uh, everyone's on the lawn. Yeah, 114.35. Sweet. Three, two, one, play. Oh, I love Nancy's room. Even so, pajamas have collars. Are you kidding me with this? By the way, she is officially in pre-activation right now. Oh, heck yeah. Very important to note. Uh, that final girl collar is going to get some mileage on it. Mm-hmm. 
She has booby-trapped the entire house. She's got a plan. She told her dad what the plan was. He's supposed to show up at a specific time. She's going to bring Freddy out of the dream world. And then they're oh going to get him. Oh, my God. And she is facing everything. That's a good and shot right there. That's an amazing shot. Look and at this she, shot. Wow. Her determination. Look at this shot. And and guess what? This is the first time that she's going to sleep on purpose. Exactly. How about that? So dream sequence number eight. Oh, my goodness. Heck, yeah. Dream sequence number eight. And oh, guess what else? This is the last one. And is this the sequence? This is the sequence. It this is. is the eighth dream sequence, and it is also the sequence. Oh, heck the sequence, yeah. Of course, meaning when the final girl is activated and in full on defense mode. She's handling business, she handling knows what's going business. on, and it's her versus the killer right now. Nothing else matters right now except the showdown oh between the killer and the final girl. And she's like walking straight towards it. That's what I think is also super unique. She's brave. Um, I mean, because it's not even about like, uh, she has to wait for the killer to come. You know, this reminds me of uh, Friday part two, Ginny. Oh, yes, it does. Yep. Yes, it does. That's a very interesting parallel. Just so the... Ginny, of course, uh, Friday the 13th, two final girl who yes. purposefully wore Pamela Voorhees' sweater in Ooh. order to uh, trick Jason and, and, and get him. I mean, Pretty that to stuff. me, absolute top five. Maybe the, the most fascinating psychologically like way to get a killer, I think. Super. Uh, yeah. I mean, so much going on there. But Nancy having to to face the fact that she's going to be in a dream and that anything can happen because there are no rules. That is even scarier to me because it completely plays with everything in your head that you think to be real. Yes, and she's back in the boiler room, by the way. Yeah, so she is. Now we can go ahead and say it. The significance of the boiler room is mm -hmm. that this is where Freddy would take his victims Mm -hmm. So basically what happened is Freddy would kidnap kids and take them to this boiler room and kill them and, and do yep. a number of other things before he killed them. And that's so, why he's not sympathetic at all. Yeah, he is uh, the least sympathetic of all slasher villains by far, and yet mm -hmm. they've made breakfast cereal with Freddy Krueger's face on it. That's what I'm saying. Somehow, and it's like, sold well. <laughs> the most twisted backstory of all became the most charismatic. I'm saying, like, it's the phenomenon of slashers. It's Robert England lending just whatever the hell it was that made him uh, Freddy Krueger when he put on that, you know, hat and and glove. Yeah, and also, he's going to come on the show at some point, right? I wish. I hope so. I'm in talks with his manager. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Doing lunch. More on that later. <laughs> Love it. So, okay, we're in the boiler room. We've got some very interesting sound effects. Nice synthesizer. Yep. Again, just 
anything that you can do with what you have, it works. It doesn't have to be all complex. <sighs> and also, for anyone wondering if we're ever going to get to see Freddy when he was actually alive and yes. a normal human, yes, we will get to see him in the sequels. Yeah, we see Robert England, like his full-on face. Yes. That's going to be quite a treat, too. It's super uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> is that weird? I pre <laughs> I prefer his Freddy face. You prefer his Freddy face to his natural face. Yes. I want you to tell him that when he comes on the show. Tell him I, that. Hey, it's because he did that good of a job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just saying. Oh my goodness. So <laughs> those were uh, artifacts or, you know, keepsakes from his victims. They, yes. they had the crucifix from Tina, Rod's knife, um, the headphones from Johnny Cakes. That's pretty crazy. Yes, so here's Fred himself. He has officially joined the party. Oh, we are nice. in the showdown now. And look, Dream Logic. Falling through the, the boiler room or over the ledge, like lands her at her house. And so she's like, where is Saxon? Where's her dad? Because it better be you know, he better be there on time, like she said, to get this guy. And in real yeah. life, the the alarm will wake her up. So she, oh, heck yeah, look at this. She's going to try to take him to the real world. Yep. Now, now look at this. Look at this. We also see her in, in bed during her dream, shaking around. Yep. So she's woken up now. So we think. Well... I think she's waiting. She wanted to bring him into the world, so we'll see if it was possible. Did it work? Is Freddy in the real world now? Oh! oh I guess so. <laughs> oh, and he doesn't have his hat, because she has his hat. Yeah, they're going to fight now. Oh, look, and the booby traps. Look at the booby traps. They're going to start working now. This is some serious Final Girl stuff. She's oh, come in a full-blown showdown right here. Genius. And look, okay. screaming from the window, oh my god, to the dumb cop. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't understand what's going on. She's screaming for her life. Oh my god. She's like, what are you, Joker? Like, get her dad. Oh my god. He, he absolutely better believe her because, come on, this is to me, really emblematic, too, of that feeling of being a teenager and just, like, nobody's on your side. Yeah. Oh, so look oh. at, look, what's happening to Freddy now? He's in the real world, so he can actually get hurt now. He's yeah. lost his time. Are you kidding me with her? Come on, Freddy, can't you catch me? Like, <laughs> that is amazing. Taunting him? That's unheard of. I love it. Oh my god, Saxon, where are you? Okay, here we go. So, one of my absolute favorite, favorite things that she does is coming up in just a little bit. But, jeez, Freddy, I'll kill you slow. <laughs> <laughs> 
He still got the one-liners. I know. Look at that. Uh, do you see that throw back there with the dogs playing pool? Oh, and nice. Cards and stuff. Oh, too bad we never saw your goose. I know. <laughs> now for goose is cooked. Oh my god. Nice. Oh my god. I love that though. It, they they stay true to, you know, he's supernatural but can be harmed. So Exactly. He's supernatural, but Nancy is naturally super. Whoa. That's intense. <laughs> Finally, Saxon. John Saxon to the rescue. The way of the trow is still with him. I love those. Oh my god, finally! Oh, because of the, the fire. Oh, that's right. They had that a, they was had smart. A that was really smart. Nice. There we go. Alright, so now she's... Look at... Okay. I love this so much. This tiny girl, and she's in charge. She's not only leading Freddy, she's leading all of the cops. She's like, this way, come here, like, do this. <laughs> and where is her mom? Uh, her mom's still in bed. Her mom's still in bed. Uh-oh, she got her mother. So he got, he got to the mom. Very, very unfortunate. Okay, so her mom fell asleep. Yeah. And was dreaming... And oh, now okay. A victim of Freddy. Look at this effect, though. Oh, Look at this effect. Oh, oh. <laughs> yes, as the skeleton sinks into the mattress. Yep. Oh, God, that's so insane. A Saxon's face. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> He's got the double V, too. I love it. The stop button unbuttoned and the zipper at the three quarters. Oh, and look at Nancy's hair. I, I love it so much. It's like huge now because she's been running around. She looks almost like Bride of Frankenstein with that gray. Wait, is she the potato head? No. You sure. <laughs> oh, God. She's just like, you go downstairs. Oh, she's fantastic and in control. And I love her confidence. She's yeah, gonna she's talk. To, she's gonna just talk straight to, to Kruger. Fred, old Freddy boy. Oh my God! Look at this. Turning her back on the entire situation, and now what is this callback oh. to the beginning when he was coming out of the ceiling? Yes. He's rising back up from the dream world. And what's happening? What She's happened? She's going to deny his power. Oh, heck yeah. Deny the power he has over her. It's just a dream. And what happens when you reclaim your power? You win. She <laughs> knows that it's just a dream. Oh my god. The whole thing is just a dream. Oh my god, wait! Are we in a dream right now? 
you know I've never known that. <laughs> I've Wait a never known that. And we're going to have a lot to talk about on the other side in a couple minutes here, too. Oh, look at this. She's like, I take back every every inch of power I gave to you. You're nothing. Heck yeah, Nancy. Oh. Boom. And she, she regains everything from her life. However, okay. look at this though. She opened her bedroom door and stepped directly out to the front of the house. Her mom is still alive. Yeah. Something's okay. not quite right here. No, it's all misty. And wait, so was it was real? And now it's a dream. Or was it a dream and we're still in a dream? So this is the never-ending controversy and exactly what we were saying a few minutes ago. There is so much to talk about here. We don't know what's we, a dream and what's real. Because her friends are back. Her friends are back. I mean, we know that they didn't magically come back to life. No, and it's all foggy. And look, the to come on the top of the car is red and green. It's Freddy. <laughs> this is Freddy's world. This is absolutely a dream. So Nancy but right now. Nancy's dreaming. So I'm not sure if she was in a dream when she denied him. I think that was real. And now she's in a dream again. So Freddy, she denied Freddy, so he didn't kill her, but he didn't totally go away because now she's dreaming and the kids are back singing the creepy song. Ugh. Boom, Freddy. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, that was great. He pulled her through the little window. Yay! God. Oh, so creepy when kids sing. <laughs> that was so good. And that's credits. Roll credits. Oh, okay. boom, boom, boom. That was Nightmare on Elm Street. And now we have a very high energy oh my god song. excuse me <laughs> this is incredible something evil watching over me yeah uh so this is our new song excellent <gasps> is it a nightmare no it's a dream no it's a nightmare just a dream <laughs> it's like what is happening there <laughs> Oh my god. This is so incredibly good. New favorite song. Yeah, I really like it a lot. Okay, so I'm so biased here because this is my favorite series. Um, yep. Not giving my 10 away just yet, even though, mm. like, it is my favorite series. She is my favorite final girl. So, with those clues, could probably put it together to what that reveal will be, but not yet. But I think this this movie has everything. An amazing, confident, very powerful final girl. A crazy killer who is charismatic even though he's terrifying. Um, the friendship. The kill count was like four people in the entire movie. And so we get to establish relationships with these people who become actual characters and 
the school setting I always think is, you know, really fun. We get a slice of their world. It's a little Heathers in that regard. Um, Saxon, the parents keeping their secrets, the, the relationship between Johnny Cakes and Nancy, Nancy Thompson. Oh my goodness, it's perfect for me. There's a lot to love about this movie. There's a lot to love. The dream sequences of which we counted nine. Yes, nice. There are nine dream sequences and we never really know what's real and what's in a dream. Right. The way that the movie ended was as ambiguous as can be, which further toyed with our minds. Yes. This is really, really great stuff. And also, I've heard a lot of people sort of criticize the ending of this movie. So let's address that real okay. quick. Okay, yes. Because people do criticize the ending here. That's a very real thing. And it's the reason why a lot of people yep. dislike this movie. And I can see I can see it. I can understand. Yeah, um, that's, uh, it's very controversial. The, it is. The, the, the crux of the issue is that no one has any idea what's actually going on at the ending. But I would say you're not supposed to know because it's all part of the magic of the dream world. Okay, and here's the other thing. Because this takes this takes me back a little bit to um, so House on Sorority Row. Mm. Now, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. why my problem with that, why it, the whole thing was ruined by the last second by keeping the killer alive is because there were no sequels. So you only do that if you have sequels. That's the only reason. Yes. Um, however, in Nightmare on Elm Street, they clearly, you know, had, they they knew what they had in Freddy. I think they really did believe that he could be something. So how yes. do you keep him alive in a way that's ambiguous in order to have more movies? There has to be something. And so I'm not saying like just having a dream sequence was the way to do it, but it's a way to do it. Because if Nancy turned her back on him, which I it is a great moment and he disappears. Yes, that's great. But it also means no sequels because Freddy's dead. So with the ending, Absolutely. right, with the ending of a dream sequence where we're actually not even sure that the sequence before the dream sequence at the end wasn't a dream then there's more to go on than uh just okay freddie died we can actually have more questions well wait a second you know where's nancy now how did that affect her family and this definitely is is maybe just a fantasy and not even a dream sequence maybe it's just a fantasy nancy had that everybody came back and she's just still being haunted by freddie as a normal nightmare rather than like a supernatural nightmare. So I think that lends itself to more sequels. I think so too. And another thing is that while they clearly knew that Freddy was a thing, mm -hmm. they did not know how much of a thing he would become. Right. And what happens when someone becomes that much of a thing is people start going back and researching. Yes. So... They really did not anticipate that ending being picked apart to the extent that it has been. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the only reason that it's been picked apart that much is because of Freddy's 
massive popularity. Right. Which I think was probably unanticipated. Right. And we're gonna we're gonna get a huge taste of this when we start getting into these sequels. Freddie is gonna become an all-out superstar. Oh yeah. Just a superstar. But at this time, this was a 1984 movie mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. meant to stand on its own. Yeah. You know? It was a great ghost story about these teenagers on the street who had these dreams and their parents who knew what was going on, but didn't want to say anything. Right. And the disconnect there and the idea of staying awake so that you can avoid death. Yes. This is really, really fascinating stuff. And so I definitely don't think they could have predicted how big he became, but to ensure that he could come back if that became an option, then I do think that's like, you know, a smart way to give the audience a little something to hang on. Like, oh, maybe he's not dead, blah, blah, blah. And because, yes, Jason and Michael came back in the late 80s, but Freddy starts in 84. And I think that it gives him a leg up on the late 80s because... He, it's not like there's this comeback after, you know, years of being gone. He started and continued in the same era. Yes, he did. Uh, Freddie gains quite a bit of momentum as the 80s continue and becomes a total rock star. He's going to say more and more one-liners. <laughs> and everyone is going to realize the power of Freddie as a dark medium that is just ridiculous and that's why i love it i think yeah he becomes a dark comedian he he sort of hinted at it in this movie a little bit you know i mean the lines were funny but they were also playing it straight quite a bit too yeah oh for sure yeah i mean he's funny but he's not an all-out riot just yet no not yet and that's you know a whole for better for worse thing later but uh, I do think that it plays well by having the kids be serious and Freddy funny. Oh, that is the perfect contrast. The kids being serious because they're having these nightmares. Right. It is interrupting their sleep cycles. It's interfering right. with their personal lives on every level. Yes, exactly. So the kids are genuinely disturbed and Freddy is genuinely loving it. It's so, so crazy. The guy it's is the completely, he's, he's completely sadistic. He was in life and now he is in death. Right? Oh my goodness. Just incredible. So what is your rating? Well, I'm not allowed to give a third 10 because <laughs> no. that would certainly devalue the institution of the 10. Yep. And seeing as how we already gave out our mutual second 10 yep. in the last episode, uh, Sleepaway Camp. Sleep Camp, I'm going to give this movie a 9.99. Woo! So this is as close to a 10 as I can give. Yes. I'm not allowed to give a 10, so I'm going to have to give a 9.99 because yes. I love everything about this movie. I have no complaints. Same. And... Also, 
I have a very funny personal relationship with this movie. <laughs> in the way that it grew on me. I know, I love it. it. This movie had to grow on me. When I yes, first saw this movie, it, it was like a seven to me. Okay. When I Freddy's attorney is here. <laughs> yeah. Like at the very beginning, I watched this and I, I didn't really dig the supernatural <gasps> stuff. I wasn't really oh. into the dream stuff. No. But then as the years went by, I started to really like it. And then something interesting happened. I started to become obsessed with trying to figure out when they're dreaming, yes, when they're awake. That's and I, the thing. I kind of, I latched onto this idea of everyone's drinking coffee. They're all staying awake and they're all calling each other on the phone and saying, I know, hey, right? did you have that dream again? Oh yeah, I had that dream. I saw that dude with the burned face and the red and green sweater yeah. and the finger knife. Oh my God. You know? That's what I'm saying. It's, it's a mystery. It's a magical mystery tour is what it is. It's and, so good. <laughs> and so I just, it's absolutely one of my favorites. I also give it 9.99. Yeah. And because I have to, because it's the, I saved the 10. I already decided and I already told you. So saving that, that's sacred. But this would be my personal 10 for this whole series if I hadn't chosen my 10 already. Okay, so that's very good to note. So this this would be your 10. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And do you want to mention it again or no? Do you, do you want to tell them again what your actual 10 is? Well, I'll g I'm just giving clues. I'll just say Nancy is my favorite final girl. I'll leave it at that. Aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh -huh. So we might see... A return of nasty is what you're saying. We just might. Okay. I, th I think we just might. <laughs> let's, let's definitely stay tuned for that because mm -hmm. something tells me that she's going to be back. Because look, she just survived the slasher. Hey, she's incredible. She's coming back. And uh, more on that later. Right. If, if ever I can say more on that later. I but, know. Absolutely. <laughs> so I, I love that movie. I'm in my PJs. What a way to watch a movie. I'm in my PJs as well, and I'm also in my fedora. Nice. And I didn't have finger knives. Um, believe it or not, I don't have those on hand. So, oh, how about that? Oh. I do, however, have a glove. So I put on a glove. I tried to get into the spirit. Nice. And I really really got into this just as much as I did every other time we watched it. Me too. You know, I love this movie so much. I like the characters. I like all of the dynamics. Mm -hmm. You know, I like all of the relationships. I think that they're all very well fleshed out. Mm -hmm. I like this uh, confusion that we experience when we try to decipher the dream world from our waking reality. Yes. I like the character of Freddy himself in terms of uh, his fun vibes. Absolutely. You know, he chews up the screen. It's really great stuff. I like the general tone of the film. I like the Vicodin style. Yes, Vicodin style. Everyone was perfectly cast here. Yes, I agree. They could not have made better choices in all regards here. Mm -hmm. 1984 
a nightmare on Elm Street, and I'm going to try to stay awake from now on. Nine and while 9. I'm awake, I'm going to be keeping my suit on. Woo! You do the same. 9.99!